Throughout the past 50 years, economical and political situation in Venezuela has been increasingly unstable. Despite the trend of the former president, Hugo Chavez, who was elected in 1998 on the populist platform, the country remains in severe crisis. Venezuela's economy is dominated by the oil industry, and it has the largest proven reserves of crude oil in the world. New President Maduro's government has faced ongoing protests and civil unrest since the beginning of 2014. There are growing signs that Maduro's support in the region is winding, as neighboring countries have expressed concern about his government's response to the crisis, including the aggressive treatment of protesters. Today in our studio, we visit a Venezuelan journalist from Caracas, Jose Figueroa, who is going to tell us about the changes he has observed during Chavez's presidency. So, Mr. Figueroa, you've been living in Caracas for the past 30 years. How would you describe the presidency of Hugo Chavez, the beloved dictator and person full of charisma? When, when Chavez won the first election, to be sincere, a lot of people thought that he was the change. He was this massive third party. That he was offering change, and apart from that, Chavez was already a public figure because he was the main character for the last two coup d'etat. So he was the face of the military revolution. Also. And people realized the mistake, not far, far, far away from, from the election day. Nicolas Maduro, the new president, is said to be Chavez's hand-picked successor. So could you tell that uh, he's like the prolonged version of Chavez's presidency? Nicolas Maduro was one of the persons I was talking before. He he only have secondary secondary school. I, I don't think he even finished it. My, my personal opinion is that he's not prepared to guide a country. His devotion to Chavez and his devotion to the revolutionary speech that Chavez was using was what convinced Chavez that he was the natural successor. But the thing is Chavez had a great group of people that was behind him. He had people really prepared to defend the point that Chavez was making. He was too straightforward, and sometimes he touched points that, politically speaking, he cannot be touched. He was talking about America, he was talking about presidents of other countries, he was insulting people, he was using the, 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 the media as, as just a, as, as a chat, as a personal chat with everybody. We asked one of the Venezuelan students, Rafael Rosales, how has the economic situation changed now? The government has said for the past six months that there's going to be major changes and that there would be a unification of what is now a three-tier currency exchange system, that there would be a change in oil prices um, because the subsidies are so extreme that a tank of petroleum costs less than a bottle of water. The protests of this year are compared, in effect, to the 1989 Caracaso, which was a massive, massive set of protests against a rise in transport prices. This was the last time that the government attempted to change its policy on 
petrol subsidies. The thing is that the people, arguably, who are damaged most by the subsidy are those who use transport most. And the other day I read or saw a video that told me the statistic that 60% of Venezuelans actually use public transport and only 40% can actually afford to have a car and take it everywhere they go. And so this means that the 60% of the population is actually harmed by the fact that there is a subsidy. But the fact that it's so cheap and so accessible, I guess, is, the, is why it's such a taboo. Today in our studio, we visited Jose Figueroa and Rafael Rosales. Thank you for your time, gentlemen. It was a pleasure to have you here.